0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE.
1: One of the most ridiculous
0: conversations in professional
1: sports is NFL teams tanking for a player. It's asinine. And we'll explain <laughs> why coming up in a moment. With Michael Rothstein in for Amber Wilson, I'm Ian Fitzsimmons here on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, SiriusXM Channel 80. But before we get to that, Michael, you, you travel a ton covering the NFL for ESPN's NFL Nation. I, I, I travel a ton with college and pro football, being a field analyst and reporter. That that region you just heard from Texas Tech, Oregon, a few weeks ago. It, this past weekend in Salt Lake City rivaled it. Flanagan's <laughs> up in Park City, which is a I mean I mean Park City, Utah. My my gosh, all hug team. I mean it, it's unbelievable. <laughs> Flanagan's, the prime rib at Flanagan's Irish Pub. You wouldn't think that you have great food in an Irish pub, right? Flanagan's is unbelievable. That cut of prime rib and their spicy horseradish will drop a donkey. I mean, it is unbelievable. I mean, it's massive. It's like this, this mound of flesh that shows up on your plate, right? I mean, it's Unbelievable. <laughs> And then, but that, that morning, Mark Kestershire, our Play by Play man, and I, we went to the Park Cafe for breakfast. Oh, dude, come on with it. I mean, it ah. was sausage gravy and biscuits. And I mean, this French toast with a homemade strawberry marmalade. And I mean, it, dude, it was like apple and smoked bacon so <laughs> thick it choke a goat. It was remarkable. That I get home and my wife's like, look, buddy. You're in week five, coming up on week five. <laughs> this football fat's getting out of control already. All right? <laughs> you, you, you need to get in the yard and start sweating because you're, it's getting sloppy. And so they're, they're, that's, that's part of our routine. Michael knows it. I mean, oh, yeah. I mean I, it's, it's part of I moment. mean,
2: I was in Ann Arbor. So the Falcons played the Lions this weekend. I lived in Ann Arbor for 12 years before I moved to Atlanta. So then playing up in Detroit advantage went up to Ann Arbor on Friday night which went breakfast on Saturday morning at one of my bra- favorite Come breakfast on. spots in yeah. America Ziggerman's Roadhouse bring it love me some Ziggerman's Roadhouse been there Awesome. It's amazing! it's amazing their food is incredible I got like gluten free waffles but I could have gotten mac and cheese I could have gotten all of the things uh, I mean every time I eat there I leave and I have to be like wheelbarrowed out uh, and, and that's okay but I know what you are talking about to the point where I have already called and made an appointment with a dietician on Thursday <laughs> because I am like you know what this is getting out of control it's week three I've had one road trip
1: this needs to Stop now. Dude, I'm telling you, man. I'm on the road every week, and it's like, okay, we got another chin developing here already. We got, we, we uh, you know, hey, mama says we got a problem. That means we got a problem. We got to get after it. Now, speaking of problems, this one drives me nuts. Every single year, but this one more than any other one because when Colt McCoy got traded, or zapped, not even traded, cut, excuse me, by the Arizona Cardinals, who taken every snap in the spring OTAs, fall camp, and he's zapped by the Cardinals. Uh, So many people are going, tanking for Caleb. They want Caleb Williams. They're just saying, you know what the hell would the front office is, right? Well, not the new GM. And not the new head coach. And Jonathan Gannon. And not the players. The owner, Michael Bilwell, might be thinking that way. But players, they have jobs on the line. Film does not lie. They are looking to put good film out there and also win for the guy next to them. The great ones do. The good ones do. Hell, the average ones want to. The coaching staff, they just got hired. They don't want to get blown up. They have families. They want to win. So the whole tanking, what happens in the NBA, because, look, you have five starters, five. In the NFL, you got 22 not including the specialists and a holder, kicker, and punter. There's 25 guys out there that are starting, starting. They're looking to put good film out there. So when everyone was talking about, oh, my gosh, you're tanking for Caleb, shut the hell up. And you look at the Arizona Cardinals right now. I give them full credit, Michael. They lost by four to the Commanders, only by three to the Giants when they had a big lead, and they came back and punked the Dallas Cowboys. I guess they didn't get the memo. There is no tanking in the NFL when it comes to our coaching staff and the players on the field.
2: Well, it goes one step further, Ian. So I covered the Detroit Lions for a while before I covered the Atlanta Falcons. And the Detroit Lions, uh, when I covered them, they were uh, not so much a good team. Most of the time I was covering them. And I remember specifically having a conversation with Glover Quinn, who is a hall of very good NFL safety throughout his career. Great player. And, And he basically... You know, you'd ask him a question. He'd he'd basically stand there for 45 minutes on Wednesday, and you could ask him anything you wanted, and he'd answer it. It was great. And the conversation of tanking the NFL came up a few times over the course of his time in Detroit. And his point was very clear. You can't tank in the NFL if you're a player because your career is short anyway. So your average career is three years, and if you do that, you might be out of a job, or if you're tanking, you're probably not going to be here when that player they're getting it comes to fruition and ends up hitting his prime. The second part of it, if you go anything less than 100% in the NFL, you want to know what's going to happen, you're 100% going to get you're injured. You're getting cut. And injured. that's just the or reality cut. of it, or you get cut. But more than likely injured, which would almost be worse than being cut because if you're hurt, you might not ever get back. So they're never going to do that. And look how many times we've seen one-and-done coaches in the NFL on teams that were quote-unquote tanking. It does not work. It does not happen. It's just something that doesn't exist in the National Football League except in the world of fandom and maybe with owners. But as we've seen, when owners bring that up, ah, they get in trouble too.
1: You know how many, how many quarterbacks taken number one overall have come in with a winning record in their rookie year? Uh, I'm gonna guess two. Twenty-four quarterbacks have been selected first overall in the NFL draft uh, in the you know in the, in the common draft era. Only three earned rookie of the rookie of the year Pro Bowl selections: Cam Newton, Andrew Luck, and Jameis Winston. You know How many guys had a winning record? One. Uh, I, I'm gonna one. say one. One. Oh. I was one. gonna say two. But Andrew, Andrew Luck. Who is the one? Andrew Luck's oh, the yeah. list. Andrew Luck. Well, but I, that's it. That's the it that So everyone's saying that you I, you yeah. tank for Caleb and and you know you're, you Bryce Young was is is a bust and all this. I mean, it is insane when you look at the history of number one overall picks and then tanking for a quarterback. Because right now, guess what? You don't know what you have. You have no idea. None. You don't know what CJ Stroud is or isn't going to be. I think he's going to be outstanding. I think Bryce Young's going to be outstanding. I don't know about AR and in Indy because of the, the, the small sample size we have. But when you look at rookie quarterbacks, the grotesque overreaction we have in this day and age, Michael, it, it annoys the ever loving hell out of me because in this day and age, if social media was around, Troy Aikman would have been cut after going 1 in 15, yeah. Peyton Manning would have been ejected from planet Earth after throwing 28 (laughs) INTs. And they're both in freaking Canton, right? I mean, and won multiple Super Bowls. So... But but to your point with
2: Andrew Luck, people forget too that was a special circumstance because that team was built to win, and the only yes. reason they were picking number one was because Peyton Manning didn't play. Peyton Manning plays that year, and not our colleague Dan Orlovsky for a few games, and we're sitting there, and this it's not a conversation. Andrew Luck is somewhere else because that team isn't is not going one in fifteen. Jim Caldwell maybe still their head coach. Yeah, that, like, that was, that's the difference. That's why that team did that because they were built to win other than the quarterback with an injury. None of the teams
1: we're talking about right now are in that conversation. Not close. No, and, and when you're looking at teams that are tanking for a quarterback, again, we can't emphasize this enough. He covers the NFL for ESPN's NFL Nation. I've covered it for a long time here on ESPN Radio. There is not a single organization out there as a coaching staff who have jobs on the line and families to provide for, and the players who have jobs on the line and families to provide for that would ever tank to get a quarterback yeah. or the number one no. overall pick. And the Arizona Cardinals are the prime example this year who are fighting their tails off, and I give them full credit.
2: No, without question, I remember too, there was tank for Tua back in the day, right? And the Miami Dolphins Great are point. supposedly tanking for Tua. They won a few games. Guess what? They got the, They got two anyway. It worked out potentially pretty well for them, but you're just not going to see tanking in the NFL because the other part of that, Ian, we don't know if a quarter— I, I think Caleb Williams is going to be really good, but we don't know that, and the list is long of first-round quarterbacks that end up being epic failures in the NFL. You can't bank on it.
1: He's Michael Ross and I'm Ian Fitzsimmons. Coming up next, we switch gears. We go from the NFL to the great game of college football and some remarkable surprises going back to last weekend and some marquee matchups this weekend right here on ESPN Radio. One word, damn. <laughs> And this one was easy to predict. With Michael Rothstein, I'm Ian Fitzsimmons here on Amber and Ian, ESPN Radio, the ESPN App Series, XM Channel 80. We go with a college football whip around. We make a little college football music underneath just to kind of give us a little flow through this. But, Michael, let's start with Oregon and Colorado.
0: This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better.
1: Oregon was a 21 point favorite. The moment that number came out, as a wager, I hammered Oregon minus 21. I took Oregon's team total over 40. And just because it it just you you watch Colorado and the skill guys are there, meaning the quarterback, the receivers, you know, the wideouts, but no Travis Hunter who is uh, to me for the first 3 weeks, he, he was your Heisman front runner, yeah. averaging over 140 snaps a game. But the guts of that team—that's where games are really won in top twenty-five matchups. Oregon having—and when I saw them in person against Texas Tech, damn dude! I mean, I, those boys are big and they're fast and they're nasty. And their head coach, Dan Lanning, doesn't mince words. And with all the hype surrounding Colorado, Michael, when I saw minus twenty-one, give it to me, and I laid the hell out of it and well, cashed the yeah. ticket.
2: Yeah, you you. One of us did. I I did not. I went the other way, and uh, I I regretted that that ticket. That was a bad ticket on my part. Should have should have read the room a little bit better and realized that going on the road to Austin is not some place that that team was going to win because their offensive line, man. Like I look at Colorado, and that to me is if you're Dion and you're looking at this down the road, like you have to get better there. Uh, not this year because you only got so much to work with. But like if you're gonna kind of do what you did a year ago and do it again you have to really focus on the line next year without question
1: so when you saw this from Dan Lanning in the Oregon locker room were you wishing you could call the book and go you know what can I flip my wager here's Oregon (laughs) head coach addressing his team in a pregame speech before they took the field
2: rooted in substance not flash rooted in
0: substance today we talk with our pads you talk with your helmet right the Cinderella story is over, man. Right? They're fighting for clicks. We're fighting for wins. There's a difference. Right? There's a difference. Right? This game ain't going to be played in Hollywood. It's going to be played on the grass. Right? It's going to be played on the grass.
1: Let's go. Dude, they were ready to eat raw meat. I mean, they were- it was over. Like, you can tackle how that Sequoia it, tree, coach. I'll kill it. <laughs> I mean, it was, it was insane. Who is that guy?
2: I'm trying to remember. I covered him briefly with the Lions. There was a guy who actually tackled trees. He played at Penn State. I'm blanking on his name right now. But, like, that that, that was what I thought about Jason when I saw that. No, it wasn't. It wasn't <laughs> Jason Kabinda. It was, oh, no, man. <laughs> uh, no, i will mean, Anyway. Not, anyway, look. but here's the thing is – that's great that that you're talking about grass there, Dad. Letting I, I got one bad news for you. You play on field turf, my oh, friend. Know your, your surface.
1: semantics. Semantics. Know but, your surface. Hey, they went out and destroyed those dudes, and the <laughs> and the Oregon social media team. If you haven't seen it, go check out the video where they caught all these Colorado players talking so much noise to the to the Oregon players pregame and. Yeah, hey, somebody better call the police. We're about to murder some ducks and all this stuff. And Oregon never said a word. They just went out there and physically mauled them. Guess what? USC coming in to Colorado this week, 21-and-a-half point favorite. Get ready for a bit of the same. Now we move on. Hey, the Duke Blue Devils. You know where college game day is going this week? To Duke. Duke! Love Love it! Notre Dame at Duke. I mean... That's about all we got to say about that one, but I can't wait to see college game day at Duke with a Notre Dame squad that was so close against Ohio State. But Marcus Freeman, I love you, man, but how do you have only 10 guys on the field, not once but twice with a game on the line? Full credit to Ohio State for finding a way to get the win. Kyle McCord, 3rd and 19, delivers a dart to put him in a situation to win the game, but how do you have only 10 guys on the field, not once but twice?
2: I, twice in a row. By the way, it's Anthony Zettel. I looked it up. It was Anthony Zettel, the guy, the Penn State player, who tackled trees. But you, you sat there, and you didn't, I didn't realize it live that they only had 10. But when you see you have 10 the first play, like, stop the thing. Like, that extra six inches that if you take the penalty, I'm sorry, that's not going to matter. You know it's one play anyway. Like, what are you doing? You need all 11 guys on the one-yard line. Like it's the one yard line. What are you doing? Credit though to Notre Dame's players for getting the third, for getting the stop on the second to last play with only ten players on the field. So I didn't think about know, that. Like good, good on them there. But like, what do you like? That's coaching malpractice. Have a counter. Have a guy who like you, you know like I, I stress having a time management coach. More coaches need to have it. Also have a guy whose job it is just to count to eleven. Like it's not hard, guys. It's not.
1: You know, my brother has always said there's two things that he really wants in a game from his guys. No penalties, get 11 on the field. Well, there you go. Right from a yeah, coaching standpoint.
2: I mean, I remember covering the Lions. I hate going back to the Lions. That was a problem that You're Jim Caldwell had. Yeah, but that was a problem Jim Caldwell had. They had, had so many critical plays, 10 guys on the field. It's like, that, that to me is like the first or second thing as a coach – You have to know over and over again, like that's like coaching 101 or maybe like coaching. I wouldn't even say 101, Ian. I'll say coaching 100, have 11 guys on the field. It's that simple.
1: How dare you take the name Jim Caldwell in any kind of vein? Hey,
2: I, I Jim Caldwell is is a great human being. I think he's a very good coach, but that many Shouldn't times have been fired. But that's all on the topic for no, a whole. That's another conversation, conversation yeah. for another day.
1: Washington, Michael <laughs> Penix, folks. If you haven't watched 304 yards, four touchdowns, they destroyed Cal. Washington is legit, and I do mean legit. A lot of people were saying Alabama is done. The dynasty is over. Well, guess what? They took care of business against Ole Miss 24-10. to 10. I'll have them this weekend uh, you know, in Stark Vegas. Jalen Milrow, Alabama quarterback, posed the question, does this team have his swagger back or did they ever lose it? Here's Milroe, Alabama quarterback.
3: We do have our swagger back, but we do got to acknowledge that we, do, we got a lot of work to do. We got a lot of work to do to, to reach all of our short-term goals and long-term goals. Um, so we're working work in progress, but I will say this, that we, we're hungry to improve, and we're excited for what the future holds.
1: ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance for motorcycles, boats, and RVs for protection on the road and on the water. See how much you can save at 1-800-PROGRESSIVE-AND-PROGRESSIVE.com. With Michael Rossing, I'm Ian Fitzsimmons. And Alabama, look, I wasn't doubting Saban until he's done. Clemson, though, eliminated from college football playoff contention. uh, And that was a heartbreaker for Clemson. You had a chance to go ahead with a buck twenty nine to go and a twenty nine yard field goal, and you miss it. That one stings. They lose to Florida State and overtime. And then, man, you there's certain teams you just look at or certain conferences. And Michael, I don't care who you talk to, to me, the Pac twelve is the deepest conference right now 100%. in college football. It's not the SEC.
2: No, it's the Pac twelve, and that, they've made that clear. Yeah, the two teams that are left. In the Pac-12 next year, they're pretty good, Oregon State and Washington State. This, except for, like, Stanford and Cal, pretty deep, 1-10. to 10. I Dude. like that conference. I, they just play a fun brand of football. They Coaches really do. I love best. watching Utah play. I love I watching Utah play.
1: They will – I mean, they'll fight you till hell freezes over, then fight you on the ice. I mean, it is remarkable to watch a Utah Utes her without so many starters. I mean, and still finding ways to win – even against a top 25 team like UCLA, I couldn't agree more. All right, coming up next, one of the top covered corners in all of college football, who has a remarkable story about mama, his name, and a custodian next.
0: Splash! Shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the hypnotic team. Every season is hypnotic and tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely.
1: With Michael Wallstein, I'm Ian Fitzsimmons. you on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, SiriusXM XM Channel 80. Kelly Stauffer, former Seattle Seahawks quarterback. Mark Kestershire and I will be in Starkville this weekend to cover the Alabama Crimson Tide coming in, ranked 12th in the country against the Mississippi State. And earlier today, I had a chance to catch up with Terry on Arnold. And before we even got into the conversation, because I've seen going back even to last year when he was a freshman, people calling him Terran or Terrian. And so I began just I mean, we talking during the break and we just picked it up. Actually, when we started taping, I just said, "You know what? To heck with it, dude. Let's just clear this up right now." What does your mom? How does she? I pronounced your name Terry on for a, a year and a half now. How does Mama Arnold want it pronounced?
3: She wants it pronounced Terry on as in Terry. Thank you on, So Terry Thank you.
1: Right. What did your mom? What does your mom say when she sees it mispronounced on national
3: television? She says like she kind of gets all riled up and stuff. And I'm like, Mom, it's okay. Like they don't they don't know how to say it. And she's like, are. I did not name you that. Like, it's a big deal to me. Like, whoever is the commentator, whoever is the announcer, I need to get in contact with him. I was like, Mom, I don't know who it is. So I mean, I don't really know what to tell you. Uh, cause you were like, Man, I'm
1: so glad. You and I were just talking during the break kind of organically, right? Like, man, Fitz, I'm so glad you asked that question. So to all to the mama. There it is to everybody, all broadcasters. You know, I mean, I don't care if you have a blog, a podcast, or it's on national TV. Terion Arnold, Alabama Corner—that's how
3: Mama wants it pronounced. And look, well, speaking I'm of moms. I'm going to call her. Go ahead. I'm going to call ahead. her literally right after this. I'm literally going to call her right after this to say your wish came true. So you just made, you just made her day. Just, just know that.
1: Oh, uh, man, wait. If we can please mamas, that's all we're about here, right? I mean, if we get something done. And speaking of which, go back to your upbringing. How much of that, you know, and your mom and your relationship with your family made you the person and player you are today?
3: I would say my family, they did a great job of raising me to treat people with respect and to treat people how you want to be treated. And I'm a big believer in how you treat people is the way they'll treat you. So as far as that goes, a lot of the blessings and a lot of benefits that you get, it comes from the small blessings. So uh, with that being said, kind of like a special relationship I even got in high school with my high school janitor. It's crazy because right before I caught a pick last week, he texted me. He was like, I can feel it. You're going to catch a pick this week. And I was like, golly, like this really came true. So it's just like those small relationships and stuff. I would say they really, really go a long way.
1: Man, that is fantastic. How did you build a relationship with, with your high school custodian?
3: Um, I've always kind of been one of those people as far as never thinking myself to be better than someone or never looking down on anyone. So with that being said, before I got to the school, people always just kind of look and say, uh, here he goes, or there goes that man. And I was like, what you mean? Like, and I kind of shocked everybody one day when I I went and I started working with him. But during my uh, four period break, I used to go and work with him. Like we'd be cleaning trash cans. He had me up there (laughs) one time trying to hang a uh, sign up there (laughs) Like, off an eight-foot ladder, and the ladder almost fell. And my coach seen that, he was like, oh, my goodness, what are you doing? What are you doing? But it's just like, it's just like those type of relationships, I would say. And those are some of the best people to meet. Like, my uh, my granddad always taught me to uh, speak to people. Like, people that you never imagine yourself speaking to, those could be some of the most powerful people in the world. So I uh, uh, take that a long way.
1: How much do you try and pay that forward? Whether it's showing some of your star teammates who are going to play in the National Football League, going, "Hey, you know the guy over here, you know your your intern for strength conditioning, whatever, don't throw that water bottle on the ground, man. Hand it to the guy, or hand a towel to him, or little things like that." How much do you try and pay that forward?
3: I would say I, I try to do it a lot. Uh, like the other day, I was walking to class. I'm walking to class, and this is crazy. So as I'm walking to class. Uh, it's, a, it's a young lady behind me, and I'm with one of my teammates. And I say, um, "Oh, hold on, let me get the door for her." So when I get the door for her, I, uh, I hold it for her. And as I hold the door for her, I say, "You look, you look very nice today." Just trying to like be different, you know. You can make some, make someone's day by saying that. And she says, "I have a man." So when she said, <laughs> you know, I, I looked at my I looked at my teammate like, um, "Man, I wasn't trying to get on you. Like I was just trying to be nice." <laughs> in today's world right yeah, I mean you're trying to be
1: nice and they take it a whole different way that's the world we're living in man Terry on Arnold exactly. outstanding cover corner for the Alabama Crimson Tide we'll have him this weekend we'll be on the call of that game 9 o'clock kick on ESPN and on ESPN radio over at Mississippi State privileged to have him here with us on ESPN radio All right, let's get into ball man last week Top 25 matchup. It's a great rivalry in the in the SEC West between you and Ole Miss. A lot of outside noise from experts proclaiming the dynasty in Tuscaloosa is done. A lot of noise being talked from Oxford toward you guys in Tuscaloosa. How much of all of that did you hear? And how much, if you did hear it, how much did it drive you all?
3: If we're being honest, the last thing I seen before I left was uh, college game day because obviously I was watching um, one of the games on the TV watch one of the games and they pop up, you know how they do their little uh, vote and fans have their vote. Some people like, I'm taking old Miss. Some people like, I'm taking Alabama. And when I was watching it, I was just like thinking in my head, I was like, wow, like I really haven't seen any of this. And like a lot of people they asked me like, as far as with the internet and social media, how much stuff do you see as far as what Lane Kiffin is saying here and there? Uh, I know you would see one of the remarks when they were like, t Rob is calling our plays, not our defensive coordinator. So, uh, All the outside noise, I would say I don't really see any of it because I don't really have uh, social media. Like, I got Instagram, but as far as Twitter and all that goes, I don't have any of that. Uh, Like Coach Saban said, that's rat poison. So I don't even want to cloud my mind with things like that. uh, Just from all that hype going around in the game, uh, I would say as far as, like, staying level-headed, what Coach Saban was preaching, his message before the game was very, very well for us. He uh, got up there and he told us that he believed in us which is something that most people would say for your head coach to get up there and say something like that, it really should fire you up. So I just told – I was trying to preach to the guys, like, he believe in us. We believe in him too. So with that being said, I mean, you know, uh, that goes a long way as far as even since I've been here, since his record. I was like, man, this dude, this dude, we we done blemished this man record since I've been here, and I ain't, I ain't trying to be one of those guys to go out there and do it again. So, man, because <laughs> we going to go out here and put everything on the line for you.
1: And you did. You had the pick. You got the win. And now you're heading on the road uh, to Starkville, where we have that game right here on ESPN Radio. And like you, you mentioned, Coach Saban, he's very hands-on with the defensive backs. That's his pride and joy. What's it like? What do you? What have you learned in the in the short time there as only a sophomore from Nick Saban that has taken you? Because your game right now is at a whole nother level than it was last year. What have you learned from that man?
3: Just be confident in yourself. Like he says, uh, when you play corner. In a game, you might get four plays that come to you out of 80 plays on defense, and those four plays you're required to make, because if you don't make them, then they could affect the game in a negative or a positive way, depending on how you do. But with that being said, just that right there, and as far as like the way he carries himself, like he doesn't really care what other people think because he knows what he's doing. So All that negative and outside noise, I mean, people could say he's too old, he's he's uh, becoming washed up all that new slang and then today's generation. i don't know how but coach saban he know all that <laughs> like when you be when you be talking to him it's like you talking to your 23 year old best friend like i mean the dude is really really funny he has a personality and i would say man he's really really an interesting and fun guy to be around terry on arnold alabama
1: corner uh he's part of the one of the more dynamic cover corner combos in college football here with us on espn radio and Look, you you look at Kool-Aid McKinstry across from you. You guys are like best friends. Describe that relationship you have with a guy playing opposite you on the other side.
3: Uh, I would say as far as that relationship goes, like me and Cool, when we first came in here, like we actually started texting in high school. So obviously reaching out on social media and saying, hey, what you going to do? What you going to decide to do? And uh, like he was telling me he was going to decide to come here. I was telling him I was going to decide to come here. And uh, everything that we're starting to accomplish that we kind of spoke into this and kind of spoken into existence. So with that being said, just being around somebody like that, uh, somebody that can challenge you, somebody that won't let you, kind of like won't let you down and won't let you slack. So what I mean by that is uh, most people, I mean, you know, they'll let other people do what they want to do. Like he's not the type of person like that. He'll call you out, call you out on uh, if you're slacking, call you out on if you're loafing. And at the same time, i do the same thing for him. And, I mean, he's a great teammate, great leader. Uh, most people don't realize what type of leader he is, too, like I would say. You know, Kool is flashy, and most people kind of look at him like, oh, man, he's flashy, he is. he that. nah, he's really down to earth. Great teammate, great person, the type of person who would get you the shirt off his back if you could. Wow. And look, him being on the other side,
1: any, if you had a message to any offensive coordinator or quarterback going, hey, you know, because Kool-Aid's on that side, we're going to go after three on the other side. How much do you think they try and target you because of that? And if you had a message for anybody who does want to target you, what would it be?
3: Um, dang, that's hard. Uh, really, what i just say, I'd just say try your luck. Like, I, mean, <laughs> I like it. Going, I like going it. Going <laughs> into the game, going into the game, obviously with Lane and stuff like that, When they what they did last year, like, cool K to me, like, before the game, he was like, hey, like you remember what happened last year? You know what's up. So, I mean... And I just looked at him. I was like, all right, you can try his luck. Like, okay. Love it. Try your luck, man,
1: because you might do so at your own peril. It was at Ole Miss's uh, own peril last week when he came away with that big pick. Before we turn you loose, man, I'm a big multiple sport guy. You love playing hoop. If you had a message for any young parent or athlete out there that is trying, maybe just thinking, I'm going to focus on one sport and that's it. But you're a multiple sport guy the benefit of playing multiple sports, how much has playing basketball helped you on the football field?
3: I would say uh, even like the way I run with the ball and the way I sway, you know, it's kind of like dribbling. And if you uh, looked at the video of Miles Garrett, when he was uh, attacking the center, he was literally dribbling between his legs, and then he hit the center with a move. But I would say football, a lot of that stuff transitions from basketball for me. But as far as like the quickness, when you're guarding somebody, like think about it. And the line, those first five yards, you're mirroring him. Just like in basketball, you're in front of them. And then on top of that, the jumping ability just comes from rebounding. And then up and down the court, it's kind of like in football. So, like, when I get the pick, people were like, bro, you really pulled off a spin move. Like, I don't know why I did it, but, like, when I caught the pick, like, it just felt like madden for me, like I would say. Like, it's kind of like in basketball. Like, I literally caught it. I was like, oh, wow. And, they, like, people would be like, did you hear the crowd? Like, I heard the crowd. I'm listening to the crowd when I did the pick. I heard ooh, and then I was before the dude attacking me from behind. I was literally getting ready to try to cut back again. So I would say, just being dynamic and the playmaking ability like that comes from both sports. And I want to encourage parents to let their child do it because at the same time, it's all gonna come to the end one day. So you need to enjoy your life while you can.
1: Man, you're you're fun to watch, and uh, I mean just the your upbringing, everything, your whole story. It's one of the better ones in college football, especially the SEC. Hey, best of luck at Mississippi State. Stay healthy and we'll see you on the field come Saturday night. Thank you so much for your time here on ESPN Radio TA. All right, thank you, sir. That guy, if you don't identify with that dude, you got problems. Michael Rothstein, I mean, in Fitzsimmons. Michael, quickly, when you heard him talking about the story about being friends with a janitor at his <laughs> high school, if that, I mean, come on, man. That's... I mean, listen. That's it's all hug. Right? Yeah, it is.
2: But it's also, you know, I remember this piece of advice I got is that, you know, you can always, yeah, you have people like when the camera's on them, when people are paying attention, they can be all nice and whatever. But when people aren't paying attention, people that, you know, aren't going to get you anything, if you're nice to those people, like that shows true character, that shows who you actually are. So,
1: you know, props there. No doubt about it. No doubt, man. So, uh, hey, don't call him Terran. It's not Terrian. It's Terrian. That's what Mama says, and that's what we're going with. Closing ceremony is coming up next, and it involves a birthday, kids, and money right here on ESPN Radio.
0: Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business.
4: Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com.
1: All right, the reason this song is playing is because my kids are hitting me up for money. Why? It's... Their mom's birthday tomorrow. We'll touch on that in a moment. With Michael Rostin, I'm Ian Fitzsimmons here on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app. serious XM Channel 80 as we are presented in part by Progressive Insurance. And so, Michael, there's certain guys. like you know, that, 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 The interview we just had with Terryon Arnold, outstanding cornerback from Alabama. You know, the story that he was telling about, you know, befriending a janitor in high school because people were kind of making fun of the guy or looking down on him. And he started helping him pick up trash, you know, and this, and and just because he wanted the guy to not be made fun of. I mean, and just started working with him every single day. Those are some of the stories I love covering college and pro football. Like I got you covered now in Bajon Robinson out of Texas the story that he told me about running the wrong way when he was in little league football, <laughs> not once but twice on the back-to-back plays and scoring a touchdown for the other team, while his grandfather—you <laughs> didn't know that story? No, I got to ask him about that now. I'll send you the audio. Oh, or dude, do it's, that? It's, it's priceless. I mean, it is hilarious. His dad was a pack back then, pack Cleo. eight or pack ten, anyway. The the Pac twelve, Pac eight, Pac ten. It's all gone. It's, it's disintegrated. But anyway, his grandfather was a Pac ten official. Yep, and he was in the stands. And Bijan goes the wrong way, just running the, the green grass and goalposts, oh scoring for the other team. Not once, but twice. These are the stories I love about learning about the guys in college. Right, and his grandfather was so like upset and disappointed that he started showing him film of a guy named Reggie Bush playing running back at USC. And that's where Bijan Robinson took to the number five and his running style was developed because of his grandfather, who was a Pac-10 official and was embarrassed that his grandson ran the wrong way in a little league game, not once but twice on his first two carries scoring for the other team. That's your star running back right now for the Atlanta Falcons. Those are the stories that I love getting to know the college guys before they go to the NFL. I mean, it's priceless. Yeah, I mean, listen, I love learning
2: those stories when they get to the NFL, too, because a lot of times, sometimes stories don't get undercover in college, and then you learn about them in the league, too. I just like having conversations. That's one of the beauties of covering pro sports again. And I covered colleges for a long time, decade and a half. And and you got to know guys – but you didn't really get to know. You didn't really get to have real conversations with them, except maybe a couple of times a year and a couple players. You know, at least from my perspective in kind of the um, the the kind of more mass portion of media, instead of what you do a lot of times, where you have production meetings. But in the NFL, I have open locker room four days a week. I can just walk up to a guy and have a conversation with him. And the conversations I have in the locker room, they go anywhere and everywhere. Like, I'm not going to say what player it was, but a player came up to me the other day and was like, hey, do you know where I can buy a cat? And what? I was like, yeah, that was – I'm like, oh, um, Google is your friend, sir. I don't know. I, I don't like cats. I'm a dog person, first of all. But I'm like, he's like, like, because I know him really well. I've covered the guy for a couple of years. And he's like, do you know where I can get a cat? Oh, <laughs> like, my gosh. Like, But these hey. are the conversations you have in a locker hey. room.
1: It's great. So now you're speaking of gifts, right? So here we yeah. go. Transition with Michael Ralston on the Infant Symmetry on ESPN Radio. Coming up in game night, by the way, Keon Coleman. I have Florida State LSU week one. Keon Coleman is if you're look if your NFL team is looking for a 6'4, 230-pound boy dog warrior wide receiver, you want to listen in eleven forty-five tonight at Eastern Time. This <laughs> dude is a beast. And I do mean a beast, and he does is not afraid to talk. Don't miss this coming up on game night, 11 and 45 Eastern. Now, my wife's birthday is tomorrow. My Happy girls, birthday. My girls, 17 and 15. Oh, my beautiful bride. Hell yeah. My girls came up to me today. Dad, so glad you're home. Thanks, girls. Good to be home. After leaving last Thursday, Utah, UCLA, Red Eye, Patriots, Jets, Get home last night. Do the show. Really didn't see them till today. Dad, um, want to go get mom this, this whatever in case she's listening because she just wanted to pick one of them up. And one of them's getting outed right now in case she isn't <laughs> <to> listening. <laughs> this is great. Right, what, what, what do you want to get? Um, what What is it? Oh, I want to get her the, this or that, whatever. Okay, well, go get it. Okay, can you give me some money? You have a job, kid. You have a debit card you're You're seventeen. Go get it. No no but but dad, no that's that's my money. I mean I, I, it's, this is from mom uh, can can you can, where's your wallet? Wait what what? No, that's not how this works. Are you kidding me? you want to give a gift from you you have money, you have a job, you have a debit card, you have cash in your wallet, go use it. <laughs> what would you do, Michael, if a kid, if your kid came up to you asking that question? Uh, I would first ask, who are you? Because I don't have children, so why are you
2: asking me for money? That would be the first thing I would ask. And then if it was my one-year-old nephew, I'd be like, Sure, here you go, kid. Because I'm going to spoil you and give you all the sugar and I'm just going to hand you back to my brother and you got to deal okay. with it.
1: I'm the Funko. You missed the hypothetical.
2: I Josiah, got the hypothetical.
1: Quickly. <laughs> Josiah, quickly, go. What would you do? Would you totally hand ask... over the money? No, What'd I've you asked. Would over the money?
4: I've asked for money from my dad. Rachel, you would? Money? No, I've asked for it, so yes. I yeah, I'd ask God. for
2: money. I would ask for the money. I'm always the worst at sort
1: of thing. I don't know. I didn't give the money. You earn, you go get, that's it, done is from you. Game night's next with Keon Coleman. Have a great night.